they sick and wrong. My name is Snoopy, and I just killed 24 people. And then I ate some dicks. Goodbye, sick and wrong. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How's the week been? It's been good. Do you have a, uh, I heard um, you had an eventful weekend. I was talking to uh, Big Jer, my sister's boyfriend, said the science fiction club all went out for the Star Trek uh, oh, yeah. debut. Opening weekend on IMAX, Star Trek, I mean, you, <laughs> popcorn. You, you've been looking forward to this for what, about a better part of a year now, right? Yeah, I was looking forward to it quite a bit. I mean, the science fiction club must have been at like an orgiastic frenzy at this point we were uh a twitter with delight going in <laughs> so did we it all got seats together did it live up to the expectations i gotta say i was a little disappointed that's <laughs> oh, not good i haven't i actually haven't I won't seen say it, it wasn't good it's gotten rave reviews everybody says it's totally rejuvenated the franchise um and you know, there was a lot to say good about it, but I just was a little let down. It wasn't, didn't seem like a real Trek story. Well, the the reason I kind of at first was a little reluctant to see it, I guess, is there's no young Ricardo Monobon. No. I know. Like, there's what no the con. Fuck? There's no con. No. Why go see it then? It's mainly, that's, okay, that's what it was, really. I mean, you put your finger on what the whole thing is. The whole thing is. Hey, wouldn't it be fun to see and imagine what like all these characters uh, were like when they just started out, when they were you know in their twenties and, and starting the whole trek for the stars? But did, didn't it show like the creation of the Federation? How they all no, met it doesn't each show other. the creation of the Federation because that I mean that's the whole the Federation's already there, but it does show that you know the the Enterprise's maiden voyage and they show it being made, built and they show. You know, Kirk, how he was born and but how he grew up and was kind of a rebel and how he got into the Federation. And the same thing with all all the characters, how they all came to be on the USS Enterprise but did together. did it show how Kirk and Spock became butt buddies? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> in a very strange way, because old Spock is also in it. And there's a point where they try to sort of justify why... There's certain things that don't fit in to the to the later storyline, and it's because I don't want to give anything away, but this is an alternate reality, and they specifically explain why this is an alternate reality. Yeah, I don't, don't give There's too much away. There's time travel involved. Don't give too much away because I haven't seen it. But is is old Shatner in it? No. So there's no Shatner, there's no Ricardo Montalbán. And from what I've heard, he's pissed off about it because old you know Leonard Nimoy is in it. He got to be in it. But, so, but why isn't Shatner in it? They didn't ask him? Uh, he just didn't fit into the plot, really, I guess. He could have. I mean, I'd be kind of pissed, too. They could have fit him in just as well as they could have Spock. But I just think, you know, William Shatner is kind of a campy character now. Yeah, they, no. They didn't want to make a campy movie. He's it's pretty campy, actually. 
Well, that, I mean, there's there is. I'm not going to give anything else away. It's decent. Is I it just worth was, seeing? That's all I want to it's know. It's worth I'm seeing. Gonna, I was thinking of seeing it this weekend. It's worth seeing, sure. It's worth seeing. It's just by the end of it, you, you're wishing for a little more. And so you left kind of half-hearted, feeling a little empty inside? A little empty. Not totally empty, but just a little empty. But is it better than going to see The Phantom Menace? It was better than The Phantom Menace. All right. That's good. That's all it I want to hear. It was, on, go it was it. on par with, uh, what was that last uh, prequel, Star Wars prequel? Ugh. I don't know a new beginning, new hope. I don't rem- no, no, that's the that's the original first one. Anakin gets a boner. I don't, yeah, I don't even one. remember it that one. It was about yeah. as good as that. Okay, I mean, maybe maybe I'll you know I'll go see it. I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I was just a little let down. What were, but I mean, were the was the feeling mutual amongst all the? Uh, no, the, it was about half and half. Club? Some people really liked it, and some people felt as I did. Nobody hated it. Sparked so. some some debate. There was a little bit of debate. I didn't. I didn't want to be that guy who was like, you know, that kind of sucked, you know, and bring down the people who really liked it. So I sort of kept my thoughts to myself. Yeah, exactly. No, you know, I was planning on seeing it this past weekend, but uh, as you know, I was in Michigan with my sister, helping my father, the rabbi, move into his new apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a horrible weekend. Let me, let me just say, it well, was helping like, anybody move sucks, and I can imagine, I can only imagine helping your dad move is even worse. Well, what pissed me off about it is like he didn't even offer to fly us from San Francisco back to Detroit. It was just like, yeah, you got to come help me move. <laughs> so we had to go help him move, basically, and like, you know, pare down all of his belongings. I mean, he he's been carrying around like boxes of our childhood shit for years. So mainly, he wanted you to come there just to call. The, uh, the mound yeah, of like the mound stupid of fucking nostalgia stuff. And, yeah, nostalgia stuff, which I was like, you know what? Just throw it all away. I mean, my mom kept every coloring book, every birthday card. I was like, just throw it all away. And my sister's like, have you no sentiment? And I was like, no. No, <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't want to fucking carry that shit around. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know. How long do you take it around with you for? It's, I, I don't know. It becomes I mean, I, ridiculous. I think as as children, you just think, well, it's in my parents' house, so I don't have to deal with it. It's just something they have, right? But you know, my dad, my dad moved from a two bedroom apartment into a one bedroom apartment to save fifty dollars a month or what what have you. And so, yeah, we had we basically had to throw away a lot of shit, a lot of trips to the Salvation Army. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was harrowing. The whole weekend just kind of sucked. And plus, Detroit is just a shithole anyway. It's not even enjoyable to visit. So It, it, it was, has its ups and downs, I will say. Michigan, I will probably pass judgment on as being a shithole, especially right now with the economy. But it, Detroit, it Detroit has of, some bright spots. It's eye-opening, though. You go over there, you see like every fourth business has its doors shuttered. Every, you know, like uh, so many restaurants have closed down. Uh-huh. You know, on Friday night, I actually hung out with an old friend of mine who went and saw the kills at the, that bar, the Magic Stick, mm-hmm. in downtown Detroit. That was actually kind of cool, but the rest of the weekend was just pretty much all work. And so, what was does funny, your dad help you move, or does he act like the foreman and he points to where shit should go, or does he just not help at all, <laughs> not participate at all in the moving? He's kind of in between the not helping at all and the just kind of we're telling him what to do. Just you know, just sit down there and try to throw away some of your garbage. <laughs> I mean, he had like box. The man has tax receipts, like receipts and like tax statements from 1993. Yeah, that's and he's kept. That's particularly funny because he's you know a senior citizen. Yeah, like what's the IRS going to come and be like? 
We're auditing you. Because if I was that old, I'd just be like, really? Fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's like, what are you really going to do? I, I have no idea. But I think a lot of the older generation, like, you know, we're, we're trained to keep every receipt that they've had. Right. So, I mean, there's there like is a statute of limitations in the IRS, though. They won't go back further than like five years or something. I don't know. I mean, my father should have done this years ago. But the weird part about it is. It's been a while since I've just, you know, spent that much time in his house. And, like, we actually had to go through and, like, set up all his furniture and everything. So we discovered things in my dad's home that I just never wanted to see and never really wanted to think about it, you know, about at all. And I, if you recall the last time I was home back in Are we in talking July, about, like, weird orthopedic devices or hernia gear? Or? You know, like, a, it runs the gamut from, like, enema bags and, like... <laughs> urinary catheters to full-on like porno collections that I didn't even want to know about. And I think if you remember the last time I went home in July, I think I was talking about how we found my father's uh, tantric masturbation tape. Right. I remember that. weird enough. Yeah. Well, this time around, my sister's like, oh my God, look at this. And there's like this box of just porn tapes. (laughs) There's a whole thing of just, and they're all VHS tapes. So, I mean, they're, they're older and it was like, okay, that's kind of funny. But on Saturday night, my sister was out with her friend of hers, and so I was just kind of trying to help my dad set up his office. He bought a new monitor, and I was kind of setting up his computer for him, and I was kind of moving some of his stuff around his bedroom. And so he has this like piece of furniture from the 70s. It's like a wardrobe. Right. I don't know how many people still have wardrobes, but this thing's huge. It must weigh like 200 pounds. So I'm trying to push this up against the wall by myself because my dad's kind of old and useless. And so he's in the other room, and I'm like pushing this thing, and it tips over and just all the shit just kind of falls out onto the floor and i'm looking down just menorahs and mezuzahs dreidels and- <laughs> just falling all over the place yarmulkes can be dangerous but uh he has a collection of bronze foreskins but i'm looking i'm looking on the ground it's like dude a bag of like 80 condoms just falls out on the ground a bag usually they come in a box no he had like <laughs> he had a plastic bag like a shopping bag just full of condoms various kinds or yeah, like from, uh, I, I know Lifestyles, a kind I'd never even heard of called Kimono. Have you ever heard of those? No. Yeah, if I, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's Japanese. A, I think it's a rabbi condom. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbis use kimonos. I don't know. But, uh, and then another bag of lube and then a tub of like half used Vaseline. Uh huh. So it, it all comes crashing out of Sounds the Sounds like you found the spank bank. I found the spank bank. And it all falls on the ground. Then I hear a voice in the other room. My dad's like, What's going on in there? And I can hear him coming coming towards the room. I'm like, oh shit! Uh, yeah. And I kind of looked down, and I, without even thinking, I just kind of grabbed all the lube and the condoms and the Vaseline, just kind of shoved it back in the wardrobe, and just kind of stand there. My dad opens the door, and it's like nothing, nothing at all. And we <laughs> both kind of look down. Moments of your life. <laughs> so awkward, dude. We both look down, and there's just a packet of lube just on the ground. And I'm just like, let's just say we didn't see that. <laughs> And I just kind of turned around. And I was thinking, I was like, dude, you know, it's weird when you're in, you know, a family. I mean, it's worse it's a family member. And I don't mind that my 72-year-old father is sexually active. No, I think it's pretty good, actually. Do condoms imply sexually active? Like, maybe he's just putting them on and jerking off in them or I something. I have heard that peop- some people jerk off into condoms. Or, or at least they've made that excuse and it's passed muster with some, you know, per- interrogator. At one point, I've never done it, but I've heard people doing that. Because well, you, you know it's the a waste of a all, condom, kind of. But I, I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know. It's, I, uh, if you're anal about like you know keeping everything contained. Well, okay, okay. So finding the condoms that's not that big of a deal. But what about the loop? How do you explain the loop? 
well, the lubes to, you know, lubricate the masturbation process. Dude, does your, Plus, people, does your I father mean, have a wardrobe full of lube? Oh, I've never. No, no, <laughs> no. He uses the spit and strong method. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I was just kind of like, it's none of my fucking business. I'm just going to let this go and I'll set up his computer. So I'm on his computer and I was just kind of like going through, you know, I was like setting it up, make sure everything looked good. And I was, so I decided to check out, um, I, was, I clicked on Craigslist. I noticed he had it bookmarked. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I look on it and if you ever noticed on Craigslist, and it's kind of topical, this is fairly topical right now, there's the casual encounter section, the woman seeking men section. Yeah. The, the personal seeking men. The, there's a personal section, but then towards the bottom of the page, there's the erotic services section. Yeah, have you ever seen that part? It's I've like never the nether clicked on it, but I, page. I, you know, services means there's some money exchanging hands. I guess. Yeah, no, it's full on the prostitute. It's the brothel area of Craigslist. Yeah, and Craigslist just uh, is fine with that promoting prostitution. Well, so that link was highlighted a different color on my dad's. Craigslist page. So I'm thinking it was highlighted as a visited, previously visited link. A previously visited link. My dad had been perusing the adult services ads of Craigslist, and so I was thinking, well, I guess this kind of explains the condom and the lubes, but this is kind of gross. It's just something I, I never really even anticipated. Maybe you should show your dad how to delete the history. <laughs> you know, I actually ended up, before my sister came back, I ended up like clearing his cache and deleted his history so he wouldn't have to deal with any further embarrassment besides <laughs> what I knew. And now everybody that listens to this podcast knows. Yeah, right. They definitely. But uh, anyway, I think my dad's going to be somewhat disappointed when uh, he reads the news today and finds out that Craigslist is now dropping their erotic services ad section. Do you know about this, Wankerly? I've heard of this. Is it is it a conflagration of different issues, or is this all specifically related to that Craigslist killer guy? The Craigslist killer. The tabloids have dubbed uh, Philip Markov the Craigslist killer. And th- so this guy's everyone knows about this. Is the twenty three year old Boston uh, University medical student who was charged with killing a uh, girl, um, a masseuse who he had met, and two other women who he had met through uh, Craigslist ads. The funny thing about the guy is he's engaged to be or was engaged to be married. And the uh his fiance refused to call the wedding off up until last week when she's finally like, Yeah, I'm not marrying this guy. And they're like upper crust northwest uh, you know, Massachusetts people, right? Like her yeah, name's Buffy blood, or something. Blue blood, yeah. Like they, he was gonna be a surgeon. And, they vacation in the Poconos. Yeah, and she belongs to some uh, social club, social women's club type thing. Now, this is a full-on embarrassment, uh, for and sure. And she just wasn't willing to admit it. Like, you are now uh, going to be ostracized from that Dude, society. So she just tried to say it didn't happen. Essentially, this guy's American psycho. Yeah. I mean, look he at is, him. He's, he really like, is. he's a yuppie. He's you know, a med student. No one would ever suspect the guy, but yet he gets his thrills by calling up uh, masseuses he meets on Craigslist, meets him in a hotel, and kills him. So is that how the erotic services section worked? They would just say, hey, I'll come over and give you a massage. It's an erotic service. Is that how they got around the fact that like, well, wait, isn't this just prostitution? Isn't that illegal? Well, there's a whole list of code words, which I want to get into in a second. But yeah, uh, the, the way those the erotic services ads work, it's all euphemism. Okay. So it's like you, you, they, put up a, they put up an ad saying, you know, experienced masseuse wants to give you a full body massage or an escort. Like or an I'll escort. go on a date with you yeah. for money. 
but basically what happens you 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 know contact them you meet them in a hotel have sex uh-huh. and get your it's rocks a, off it's a good date <laughs> and then if you're a craigslist killer you choke them so the online classified site craigslist will now replace its erotic services ad section with a new adult category following pressure by state authorities after the murder of a masseuse who advertised on the site the erotic services section will end within seven days my dad's gonna be so disappointed and uh, <laughs> he's got be, seven days to get it all seven in. days He'll rest on the seventh day. And uh, it'll be replaced by an adult services category where advertisements will be individually screened by the Craigslist staff. And they've done such a good job in the past. So I imagine, uh, you know, all those prostitution ads, those thinly veiled prostitution ads won't get through now. But if you ever looked at those ads, I mean, dude, there's like full on pictures. That's the thing. Besides the euphemisms and the, uh, the, the... you know, the, the platitudes or whatever that they use. And just the fact that the everybody codes. knows when you're ordering an, a masseuse off the internet to come to your house, it's a prostitute. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, aside from that, it's like there's full-on pictures of just naked chicks, uh-huh. you know, advertising their wares. Right. So, I mean, it's – I don't know where, like, the uh, – what's his name? Craig from Craigslist, the guy that – the uh, CEO was saying, well, I had no idea that people were using this for adult services. <laughs> I had no idea there was prostitution on Craigslist. Have you, have you ever looked at the guy and heard him talk? I've never heard him speak, but he does look like kind of a fat pedophile. Yeah, I was going to say he probably doesn't have much sex, but maybe he does lust after his children. But, uh, yeah. Dude, I, I'm sure very he's... very soft-spoken and sort of nerdly. I'm sure he's like made a lot of money off of Craigslist. Not as much as he could. I do kind of admire him. You know, it's a great site, and uh, and he's sort of just taken in stride and said, like, it makes me a lot of money. I'm not interested in making more money. I mean, I already have more money than I know what to do with. Not that I wouldn't. <laughs> not that I would adopt that attitude about this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just can always this. make more money here. <laughs> I'm just Rest doing assured. this because of out of just sheer personal enjoyment. Yeah. Nah. Uh, pure monetary gain. So it propels us all. But anyway, uh, Craigslist uh, did endure a lot of unwanted negative attention through the Craigslist killer. Uh-huh. And what's weird, I mean, there's been Craigslist robberies for years. And even deaths, but they were always kind of crimes of uh, opportunity. Like somebody would be selling something, uh, and then they, a buyer, a potential buyer would contact them and say, hey, can you bring it over to my house? And the person would go to their house, and they get robbed and shot. They get robbed and shot. But this, or- was, more, this was more like a, a serial, intentional, like, I'm going to stalk and kill people through Craigslist. I think that's why, the, this the is fact, a bigger deal. The fact that it happened three times, and he met yeah. all three girls through Craigslist. Right. And I think that's they good, went through his computer and figured it out and put two and two together. So, yes, I mean, Craigslist did um, receive a lot of unwanted negative attention. It brought a... And, what prompted them to, uh, d- you know, to drop the erotic services ads was Connecticut Attorney General uh, General Richard uh, Connecticut Attorney General Richard Blumenthal. <laughs> you know, one of those uppity Jew lawyers. Yep, ruining everything for uppity everybody. Uppity East Coast Jew lawyer. <laughs> East Coast Jew lawyer that just kind of has to seriously urinate on the fun that everyone had on Craigslist for years. It's true. He led a 40-state task force on Craigslist and campaigned publicly for tighter controls. Uh, Closing the erotic services section, a blatant internet brothel should lead to other blocking and screening measures and set a model for other sites if Craigslist keeps its word. So he's he's a a state lawyer, um, 
So he's not even really in it for well, the he's money, a Connecticut right? Connecticut Attorney General. Right. But he's not it's not like he's gonna make a big payoff from this case like a private lawyer would. Uh so he's going for notoriety. So what do you, do you think he's gonna He's going for fame. I think it's this this holier than thou pulpit. Yeah, notoriety is not from. the right word. He's gonna he must he's probably gonna try and run for governor or something. Yeah, definitely. This, I mean he's, by, he's being crusader for morals and stuff. Self righteous Jew lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> So, but you know, it's what blows my mind is so Craigslist received a lot of attention. I think everybody, I mean, throughout the world uses Craigslist for the most part. I mean, I yeah. know there's a European section. I think there's like an African section. But I don't even know if they have computers down there, do they? <laughs> they have those uh, free computers that they donate to every child. <laughs> Little like five-year-olds the, in, in South Africa. The Apple Kenya are like, if you pay me $50, I will come and blow you. <laughs> oh my, where's the Atlantic Services section? My whole living comes from that. And then they try to eat the keyboard because they're starving. <laughs> <laughs> But Craig, Craigslist is a 14-year-old online bazaar that generates more than It's 20... not a bazaar of 14-year-olds <laughs> for that sex <laughs> with, right? The site is 14 years a old. A 14-year-old online, yeah. But they meant bazaar-like classified section that generates more than 20 billion page views per month in 50 countries with a staff of just 28 people. I'm on there pretty much all day, every day. You know, the one on section, the chat section, the rants of, and raves, the rants and raves they look at every day, always entertaining. I even, I love reading through the personals. Like the casual encounter section just cracks me up. I, I have before, but uh, I'm more interested in people just ranting about their crazy cockamamie tinfoil hat ideas. I just love, yeah, reading through the rants and raves kind of parallels our forum to an extent, but it's, but at a much broader level. Yeah, much broader. But when you look at the rants and raves, it's like you get these like full on racists just kind of spouting their, uh, you know, their hateful opinions. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> definitely a good way to pass like two hours. Of and then work. you have the crusaders against racism that will post back and they'll get into flame wars. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely very enjoyable. I've I, never, I I've never posted a rant or a rave or a personal. You know, I don't think I've ever posted a rant or rave. Um, or, yeah, actually, I think I might have put up personals. I remember for a while I was putting up those fake personals. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, that was, that was kind of a good idea. <laughs> but uh, nothing ever came of that. Well, so from uh, Wednesday onwards, uh, from today onwards, postings to the erotic services section will no longer be accepted. Uh, postings to the news section, which opened immediately today, cost 10 bucks. Once they're approved... The ads are approved by the staff. They'll be eligible for reposting at $5. Okay. Once it's been screened. Now, how do they screen it? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what, it, what <laughs> Do is... they uh, order the service to their apartment? <laughs> well, what I wonder is... Okay, like... I'm ready for my massage. Hmm. Oh, that nice massage. Wait, uh... yeah, I don't Wait know... now you're giving me a blowjob. <laughs> this is they... not uh, kosher. I don't know if they take the hose out for a test drive or if they look at the picture and they're like, well, there's only five cigarette burns on her vulva. That's yeah, cool. Right. You know, uh, six is a little too much. Five is fine. <laughs> and, you know, I don't, I don't know how it works. Or maybe they'll look for the secret code words. And if they find too many code words. Wow. Yeah. Then they think they're uh, that sophisticated the that they know what these things mean. <laughs> they are, don't think they're just gibberish at the bottom of the ad. These are internet professionals, Wackerly. Okay. But you these know? are but these are also super secret code words. That's what I'm saying. It's like uh 
the immovable object up against the unstoppable force. Well, have you ever looked at, uh, I mean, I'm not saying this is like the Zodiac killer's letters here, but I mean, if you look at, uh, if you look at some of these ads, they do have acronyms that they use and code words that they use. Maybe people that aren't familiar with, uh, the erotic services section of Craigslist will be more familiar with the, you know, alternative news weekly that every city has the, all the ads in the back. Yeah. Cause it's like, the same uh, people making the ads, right? The SF weekly stuff like that. Oh, it totally. It's the so same. You look pimp, at those so. ads. They have all these like half naked chicks with like little, uh, photoshopped stars on their nipples and stuff. And then, yeah, at the bottom of the ad, it always says like CBS, Greek, keep two, seven, nine, eight L. So, you know, I was what is look- all that shit? I was looking online and I found a legend here or a key to these acronyms. And some of them are just hilarious. I mean, I wouldn't even I'd have no idea that uh, this is what it stood for. So, uh, for example, here, BBBJ, bareback blowjob, fellatio um, without a condom. Blowjob without a condom or dental yeah. dam, yes. BBJTC, bareback blowjob to completion. <laughs> BBJTCIM. Bareback blowjob to completion and mouth. And finally, BBJTCWS. Bareback blowjob to completion with swallow. <laughs> I, I wonder what the price differential is, you know, between these. I, I have no idea. I think your, the, your point being that the price goes up as you add more letters to the acronym there. <laughs> as more letters are added to the end of the, uh, the acronym here. It's kind of uh, not extremely intuitive, right? Because at the same time, they're advertising how many diseases they have that you're going to get on your <laughs> cock. Yeah, I wonder what the acronym is for that. Uh, CMD, carpet matches the drapes. Okay, Typically a good, natural nice. blonde. Yeah. Or redhead, come on. Yeah. Uh, D-A-T-O, also known as Dato. Dining at the O. Analingus. Oral stimulation of the anus. So does that mean that she'll let you give her analingus or she'll give you analingus? I think you give her D-A-T-O. <laughs> I think that's the way it works. Okay. Which is just kind of disgusting. I don't disgusting know. I would have thought it would have been about. the other way. May, I mean, maybe. I don't really I mean, want to put my tongue in a whore's asshole. That's dude, just me. I, I don't know. I worked at a strip club for a few years, and I know a few guys that have <laughs> a few customers <laughs> that come that? in Fine. and caught doing that. But sure. no, I bet you that's what it is. It's like, I'll pay you this much money if you dine at my O. Uh, there's also dining at the Y, conolingus performed by the customer on the prostitute. Sure. Um, there's FOV. Finger outside the vagina. Um, there's a couple others. Really? Here. I'm going to pay extra for that? Here's one that I never <laughs> knew, but you see this. <laughs> I'm not even allowed to touch the outside of her vagina as like a complimentary service if I'm paying her to have sex with me. Well, what I find about it, why would you even say like finger outside? So what is there an FIV? There has to be. Right, a finger inside vagina, but I mean, do they have to specify everything? You think that's a given? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you think it's like, well, of course I'm going to stick my finger outside your vagina, right? I mean, well, what do you expect me to do? Maybe... How else am I going to find the hole to put my dick in? <laughs> <laughs> Here's be one in your belly button if you're not careful. Here's one that makes sense, but I never really thought about HWP. Have you ever heard that one? Height, hairy, wet pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Height, weight, proportional. Oh, okay. Normal, normal build, not slim, not heavy. Here's one I've never heard either. J353. Oral stimulation and deep tongue penetration of the female's anus by the male. Why is, how does that come out to be J353? <laughs> I, I don't know. It sounds like some kind of like Android or something. Yeah. Is there a any... J353 in Star Trek? 
No, but I think maybe in Star Wars, though. The Jawas <laughs> had one. How about this one? Uh, NQBS, non-quitter, but spitter. It's a fellatio in which cum and mouth occurs, but the recipient Without the spits the semen So out. some of these sort of overlap with others, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, they make... It's I mean, not like, there's not a universal translator. <laughs> well, I, I wonder, like, I mean, in the ad, and sometimes they do list, like, you know, several different acronyms. I, just, I think if you know the definition of all these... You are basically a pervert, uh huh, for all intents and purposes, or a pimp, or a pimp, yeah, because <laughs> you got to know your business. Okay, so this I think here's the difference. So there's dining at the O, which is when you lick the prostitute's anus, and then there's RL, which is rose leafing, which which is when the prostitute licks your anus. Sometimes the prostitute uses a small condom on her tongue. Okay to do this so i think that's what that's called and here's one um that i hope never applies to me s-l-g-h-c-s-w-a-p <laughs> one more time s-l-g-h-c-s-w-a-p so little game he can't score with a pro that's got to be the worst did you just make that up nope it's in here it usually describes a hobbyist who has so little game he can't score with a pro what is that uh, that's something that would be put into prostitutes ad. I don't even understand it. Parse it for me. What does that mean? I think basically that means that a uh, the pimp or the prostitute would say this guy can't perform. Oh, so it wouldn't go in the ad. It's an no, acronym. I think they, it's, they would use amongst themselves. I think it would, they would use it amongst themselves. So does that mean is that the situation where the dude orders a prostitute and he can't like get it up or can't come or can't finish or does that mean the dude orders a prostitute and the prostitute shows up and it's like uh uh-uh, uh no uh uh <laughs> no way no I don't care you I don't pimp, care how pimp, much money pimp you daddy have. can give me two black eyes I don't give a fuck I'm not fucking that thing I think it's the latter I think it's yeah <laughs> it's like there's no way that that man is sticking his penis inside of me I don't want to give anything away here but uh that might relate to your story tonight <laughs> <laughs> quite possibly uh, T-O-F-T-T, took one for the team. So a hobbyist is a client of the prostitute who undertakes a session with an unknown provider and has a bad experience. He takes one for the team in order that others may benefit from his knowledge through his shared reviews. He's like a, like a restaurant reviewer for erotic services. He's like a guinea pig. Yeah. A prostitute guinea pig. All right. Uh, Going couple- where no man has gone before. <laughs> Much like Star Trek. <laughs> The Unknown Frontier. A couple <laughs> Slut <of> Trek. <laughs> a couple more here. The Cat Bath, in which uh, the client licks all over the prostitute's body back to front. Clock Watcher, a term for a provider who counts the minutes until the session is over. Usually used to describe a provider who rushes and does not enjoy her work. I can't imagine prostitutes don't enjoy their work. You'd think there'd be a high level of satisfaction there. Yeah, really. Just every day getting up is great. And uh, here's Getting your next set of math is nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, here's a couple I didn't know. Uh, to do it Russian style, which is simulated intercourse with a penis between the woman's breasts. Titty fucking. Yeah, I guess it's called that's doing it Russian style. That's how they do it in Russia? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that either. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, that's, and uh, one more here, Tuma, which you can kind of uh, figure out here, tongue up my ass. Oral stimulation of the anus involving pressing the tongue into the anus, usually comp- accomplished in conjunction with rimming. 
So it's, um, I imagine, you know, I imagine if you really are specific in what you want sexually, you should probably get one of these keys to the acronym so you can make sure you're ordering the right prostitute to fulfill your needs. Yeah, completely. But who, now, who would think otherwise? But now I'm wondering what are girls going to do? Who uh, and what are uh, you know perverts going to do when they they've relied on Craigslist for so long? I mean, my well, father is going to be sorely gonna disappointed. Pay, they're going to pay five bucks. That's what's funniest about this is Craigslist, the Craigslist folks, the staff. They're not taking it down. They're just renaming it something else and charging. Is that what's going on? What Craigslist the the workaround that they've tried to do? So Blumenthal. The uh, high-priced Drew lawyer here has put on a lot of pressure. He's rallied up uh, several states to back him, 40 states, put a lot of pressure on Craigslist. And uh, I, I guess the law enforcement services have also you know, been upset with Craigslist, thinking that they're a sponsor of prostitution. Right. So now they've kind of – so what they did is they said to Craigslist, you, we want you to eliminate that section entirely. Craigslist's uh, counteroffer was, we're going to hire staff to screen the ads that violate the rules. <laughs> And offer incentives for people who flag and report prostitution advertisements. I wonder why they're so pro-prostitution. Because it, it, it is prostitution. Everybody knows that. It's not mas- massages. It's not just escorts that go have a lovely evening with you. Dude, how can you say rose leafing is prostitution? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. I just don't understand how people I think, can... That, but there's uh, de- obviously an ideological stance at the Craigslist organization that is saying we're we are we are behind this industry and we're going to do everything we can to keep it going at Craigslist. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily they 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 make a lot of you think they make a lot of money. I think they make a lot of money off of it. I mean, it's nationwide, it's international. I think they make a lot of money off of it, but it's also I mean, look at newspapers. They have the massage section. Yeah, look at every town you go to. There's a massage part. Look at the SF Weekly. All right, okay, yeah, I'm not so confused anymore. You're right. I just feel that because. The Craigslist killer specifically used Craigslist to find his victims. Now Craigslist is getting all this undue negative attention. So they're just trying to make a show of some type of activity. And then he, you know, raises the ire of some Jew lawyer and now look, ruins the party for everybody. But not really. I mean, they just have to pay five bucks. And I think that what they need to do is develop new code words that are even harder to crack. I think maybe it'll be better because it's going to weed out the like, I don't want a prostitute that doesn't even have five bucks. (laughs) You know? Like, I want a little bit of uh, quality control there. Well, I think in the next, uh, you know, few months, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how Craigslist has transformed. So people... Do you uh, think that'd be an enjoyable job? Just to look at erotic services ads all day long and dude, I used maybe to... sample the wares and say whether it's, uh, you know... <laughs> I think it'd be kind of cool to be the screener. It's uh-huh. like, she's such a hooker. I mean, this it's a, such you know, a hooker. The job market sucks right now. I'm sure there are lots of applicants. If it, if they're not just going to make somebody who already works there do this, I bet part-time. you Craig. I bet you Craig wants to personally Craig do it himself. Craig yeah. himself. Well, I don't know. People check out Craigslist, see how it's changed. I don't know. I'm a little bummed about it personally. It's free speech <laughs> being violated. Well, well and it's uh, you know the open market. Well, speaking of prostitutes, let's talk about AdamandEve.com, our sponsor. Oh, I almost forgot. <laughs> Uh, as you know, people, Sick and Wrong is brought to you by our generous sponsor, AdamandEve.com. And we need everybody out there to buy dildos and various other adult products from AdamandEve.com and keep Sick and Wrong going. I mean, believe it or not, we actually do get paid by, by Adam and Eve and they support the show and allows us the free time to entertain you. 
the listener. So go buy a fucking I'll quit dildo, my job next week. <laughs> so um, yeah, here's a promotion. Uh, hey, sick and wrong listeners, we've got a special offer for you. Go to adamandeve.com and get 50% off just about any item when you type diddle, D I D D L E, for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with the order of $17 or more, we'll throw in a free gift. Um, which can vary from like DVDs to, I imagine, tongue condoms. Or some people posted the free gift. It really is like <laughs> what they have laying around. Bottom of the barrel porno. Well, like somebody got a VHS porn. I don't even have a VHS VCR. <laughs> I don't have a VCR. So what what Wackerly's referring to is on the forum. There's a thread saying, "What have you bought from AdamandEve.com?" You know, it, uh, to be honest here, I was looking at that thread and I was looking at some of the dildos that some of the girls posted. Kind of gave me a chub just thinking about. Yes, it's very uh, arousing. It's arousing. It's like you're thinking, "Wow, you just stuck that big monster purple, you know, Barney penis inside of you, <laughs> chub." <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, the, a couple people posted their uh, pictures of the free gift, and it's like, yeah, Milf Hunter three thousand, you know, like On all these Betamax. <laughs> just don't order, order it for to support the show and for the fifty percent off. Don't order it for the free gift. Yeah, but the free gift you can always regift. Well, and okay, maybe I'm, and a lot of people are into like weird, quirky, vintage like pornography and and porny type products. Yeah, totally. So I maybe mean, they're, you they're, know, they're maybe some that. of the stuff will be collector's items. And, and think about it; it's like you know, if you have a kid, give them the shitty porno because it's like the only porno that they'll have. Oh, any porn when you're a kid, is, yeah, is like, like manna from heaven. <laughs> so get fifty percent off any purchase with the offer code Diddle at AdamandEve.com. Go buy yourself a dildo today. So, uh, Wackerly, um, this is episode 174 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show, 173. Uh, you did a story about uh, a man who tossed his kid from a car. I did a story about a Facebook acid face. Um, some guy met a girl on Facebook, threw some acid in her face. And a listener sent a story about the um, unwanted corpse juice. That uh, drip from Dripped the ceiling. into her face and most likely into her mouth. Believe it or not, I won episode 173 with 125 votes, but it was close. You came in a close second with 110, and uh listener came in third with 80. A lot of people voted this week. Wow. Yeah, it took me a while to, uh, to, to count up all those votes, but I was like, wow. Wackerly and I are almost tied here. <laughs> so I am enjoying the Tecate this evening. Which is a bit of a deviation from the norm. It's because the store across the street does not have MGD. I don't know if you've noticed that, but it's quite annoying. Yeah, it kind of pisses me off. I don't they don't know. even have Fosters. They used to have MGD, though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I think it's. Uh, I think we might be having a hard time finding MGD from here on out. I, I kind of dig the Tecate in a can, though. I think it's it tastes right. good. It actually tastes exactly like MGD. <laughs> I can't even tell the difference. The back of a battery. Yeah. Well, People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. We present them here on the show. The audience votes, and the winner gets a case of beer. Uh, we throw in a wild card with a listener submission, of which we receive many. So if people send your listener submissions to sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Wackerly, or post I, it on the forum. Or you post it right on the forum. I believe I started last week. I'm not sure. But why don't, why don't you kick off 173 here with uh, your story? 174. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to I'm going to say two words from the title of the article. 
What's it called? The headline, right? <laughs> By now, you should know it's the headline. And I, I just want you to think about them and tell, tell me how you feel. Just two words. Toddler. Pencil. I'm Toddler. Thinking, pencil. I'm thinking I being poked out for some reason. You're not I, thinking I of anything know. good. It's dread. No. A feeling of dread. Yeah, no, there's if definitely... I said, if I would have said toddler crayon, that, that would have been be fun. fun. That could Ta- be fun. Toddler finger paint. Toddler my little pony. There's something fine. about toddler pencil. pencil. <laughs> it just sounds, it sounds ominous. It sounds ominous. It is ominous. This happened in Meridian, Ohio. And not much sick and wrong happens in, in Idaho. Did I say Ohio? Yeah, I think you said Ohio. Meridian, Idaho. I don't want to misspeak. But not much sick and wrong happens in Idaho. I think if we went back to that tally that was done a long time ago, I don't know if there was a bunch of stories from Idaho. Yeah, did Idaho even register? It might not have. The only thing I remember is uh, Senator, uh, what's his name? Senator Widestance. <laughs> he was from Idaho. <laughs> Wait, that, that Republican guy who was he, caught in the airport bathroom. Yeah, trying to get fucked in the butt. But yeah, he was, no, he was, he was coming on to like a police officer in the men's right, bathroom. in the stall next to him, and they were tapping toes, or he was tapping toes. And then later on, he said that, no, I wasn't trying to flirt with a guy. I just take a wide stance when I'm on the bowl. <laughs> so like he claimed that like he'd sticked his feet underneath the partitions into the next partition, which if I'm taking a shit in an airport, and uh, which I have done, by the way, it's very unpleasurable. Um, unpleasant, I think is the word. <laughs> and some guy, and his shoes are coming under my partition. I'm like going to fucking stamp on his foot and be like, get in your own fucking side. And then if I figure out he's a fucking senator... Really pissed off, and he's doing a little tap dance. This yeah. can bother me. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of his name, but we're well, let's call him Senator Wide Stance. Yeah, Senator Wide Stance. So it's good that this story comes about. Um, it happened on a playground outside the family's apartment in Meridian, Idaho, as I mentioned. Eighteen-month-old, uh, which is a toddler, people. Austin Banks was walking with a pencil in his hand, Ooh, and there again, I'm going to stop once again. I'm as <laughs> an eighteen-month-old kid. He can walk or toddle or whatever. He's a toddler. Why does he have a pencil? Is it a, is sharpened, a number two sharpened, sharpened pencil? Sharpened pencil. Yeah, it's just an accident waiting to happen. A pencil can get really sharp, like right out of the sharpening. You could kill someone with a pencil. Easily. Stab right through the trachea. Okay, I won't dwell on this too much more, but he had the pencil in his hand when he walked in front of a girl on a swing. Now, I'm going to pause again. <laughs> You've been on the swing set. You remember being on the swing. This is like a story in slow motion. <laughs> it's uh, experimental. It's happening in frames. Yeah. Um, it's Warhol-esque or something. So, you know, like you'd have those swing sets that are in the backyard, the little shitty one that your dad put together, and like plastic, rickety, and it's almost falling apart. Seat. But remember the industrial uh, playground swing set that like the chain goes up like 20 feet. And you can really get fucking cooking on that thing. And you can dive, jump off of it yeah. and fly like 15 feet. I mean, at, at, at the fastest part of the swing at the bottom, like, you know, you're probably going like 20 miles an hour at least, at least right? Yeah. Um, so uh, he walks in front of this girl on the swing, Austin, the toddler, eight, 18 months old, and he's got a pencil in his hand, and the girl's foot hit the end of the pencil. And it went through his mouth and out the back of his neck. Oh, my God, dude. Really? <laughs> really? Jesus. 
That's Aust- like a, I mean, the, think of it, how random that that shot is. I mean, the fact that she connected pencil, pencil went through mouth, back of his neck. Truly random, but you know, preventable. P- don't let your toddlers have pencils. <laughs> what was he going to go take a a Scantron test and fill in some bubbles on the SAT? I mean, I know kids, uh, parents try to make their kids, you know. They gear them up for college when they're too young these days. It's a little too early. Right. You know, crayons are for children, not pencils. What what happened here? Austin was rushed to a hospital where doctors managed to remove the thing from the back of his neck. They say the pencil came dangerously close to a critical artery. And here's a picture of the kid. He looks pretty happy. He's got a bandage around his neck, but uh, looks like he's having a good time. He looks like he's about to grab another pencil and run back to that <laughs> I know. And the parents are just oblivious, like smoking crack somewhere else. You know, I don't, I don't know why the kid had a pencil on the playground. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Now, give him a highlighter. And the highlighter is not going to go through the back of your throat. No, I mean, the worst that could happen with a highlighter is you suck it on the end of the thing and then he gets toxic shock. But, and he gets high. Uh, you know, it's not poking at the fucking back of his neck. So if you think about it, it's kind of a miracle that this kid ended up living. So Oh, it's totally a miracle. I, I guess really what, what this, this article comments on is the ability of the parents to raise a child. Yeah, I mean... He'll and that's be- <laughs> the sick and wrong score that I'm going to base it on. When he grows up, he'll be able to, you know, give two blowjobs at once. His <laughs> <laughs> back... Back mouth and his front mouth. Yeah, but, but you know what he could do, though, is he could smoke three cigarettes at once. What, through his nose and his mouth and... No, his mouth, a hole in his. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. I, guess I think it went. The it, there's not a yeah. hole in the front of the neck. It went it, in it, through the mouth through and the out. Through the mouth, yeah. the back of the. Okay, so you can right. have one in his mouth, one in the back of the neck, two cigarettes going. <laughs> Dicks or cigarettes? <laughs> I said cigarettes. <laughs> okay. I don't know where your mind's going here. The kid's 18 months old. For I give sake. it a just you know. I give it a four. Point seven. The, if the kid died, I would have given it a, a score that high. But since he lived, I'm giving it a four point. All right. Keep the pencils away from your children. My story here for episode 174 couldn't be more different than that one. Uh, Mine actually involves an Indian man, not an Indian toddler, um, who has not taken a bath for 35 years. Wow. Now, now think about this. So this is a, a New Delhi. This is like the gross-out episode. Who yeah, can this gross is the other person out the most? In New Delhi, India, an Indian man who's fathered seven daughters has not washed his body for 35 years in an apparent attempt to ensure his next child is a boy. Now, <laughs> now, now think about this. 35 years. That's longer than both of our lifetimes. Uh-huh. Think of how many I've showers. Bathed, I've bathed a couple of times. Okay? And how many how many times you bathed in the in the past like thirty four years that we've lived? This guy for thirty five years has not taken a bath, and he's still married. Well, I mean, women over there don't have as many rights as here to just say like, "You are fucking disgusting." I'm leaving with the children. You kind of more of a slave, I think, right? I, I don't know. What do they get stomped by an elephant? What what happens if uh, she was or, just like you, you know, know you smell the guy's like family. shit? <laughs> So, They're like, yes, we know he smells like shit, but you are married to him. That means you are his slave. So other than the fact that, um, you know, this ludicrous attempt to ensure his next child is a boy, people are like, why would this man, you know, 35 years, why, 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 what's the connection here? Why, why would not washing for 35 years, you know, up your chances for having a boy? How many daughters child? does he have? Seven. 
He's tried many times. So does he? Did he have the seventh daughter um, thirty-five years ago, or did he have like one daughter and then start this process? And he keeps having daughters, anyways. You know, they don't really specify, but I imagine he's probably had a couple daughters, and it was like, you know, after he started the thirty-five years. Yeah, and then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go thirty-five years without taking a bath to see if I get a boy. Yeah. So Kalu Singe replaces bathing. And brushing his teeth. So he doesn't brush his teeth either. <laughs> well, um, they go think, hand in hand, really. Well, I don't think anyone over there does. Have you ever seen the Indian smile? Like, I, I saw Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a Colgate commercial over oh, there. Oh, that Mexican chick in that movie had pretty good teeth. <laughs> yeah, the Mexican chick. <laughs> the only teeth worse in India are the English. <laughs> um, so, so Kalu Singe replaces bathing and brushing his teeth with a fire bath every evening. This is when he stands on one leg beside a bonfire, smokes marijuana, and says prayers to Lord Shiva. So does the marijuana replace the toothbrushing and the fire smoke replace the bathing? Replaces the bathing. Doesn't standing near a fire make you dirtier? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Kalu says it's just like using water to take a bath. A fire bath helps kill germs and infections in the body. Except it doesn't. No, it doesn't, Kalu. <laughs> You're completely wrong here. But what I love, I, I love how this just kind of highlights the cultural difference between U.S. stoners and Indian stoners. Uh-huh. It's like in the U.S., a stoner is basically sitting there on his beanbag chair, smoking out of a bong, watching reruns in a, of like the Venture Brothers on Adult Swim, uh-huh. eating a bag of Cheetos. Yeah. Not and, trying to have a kid. That's no. Sure. In, in India, he, you know, stoners... Sit on one, stand on one leg beside a bonfire saying prayers to Lord Shiva. Yeah. I think there's some... It's a ext- cultural thing. Well, there might be some extreme stoners over here who would ad- are going to adopt this lifestyle probably after hearing this story. Like, <laughs> that's the true way, man. They're like, what's up, bro? We don't- I've seen the light. I don't, to- <coughs> I don't have to take a shower anymore? Hell yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I so- want to have a son. That'd be cool. <laughs> Kalu's hygiene regime has taken its toll on his professional life, as you can imagine. <laughs> uh, the grocery store that he used to work at, um, or used to own, actually closed. When he cust- owned a grocery store. Yeah, uh, wow. but it closed when uh, customers stopped shopping there due to his unhealthy personality. <laughs> he now tills fields near the Varanasi Airport uh, in New Delhi. So he's. Tilling the field in the manure fertilizer all day with flies all over him. Still not bathing. Still not bathing. But, you, but mm. you know, I mean, this does make sense, though, that customers would be upset. I mean, even 7-Eleven would not tolerate an employee who smells worse than their food. No. I mean, think about it. It's just like that guy smells worse than those hot dogs that have been sitting there for three months. <laughs> Are those even hot dogs? When was the last time you were in a, a 7-Eleven? They've gone way beyond the hot dog, dude. Well, what do they have? You remember those <laughs> like hot these, dogs that well, used to just no, kind of... Here's, here's the funny thing about 7-Eleven and the food <laughs> available there. They, it's still the same machine, but now they have all these other tube-shaped foods that cook <laughs> on the same device. So they've got like the taquito, um, other just uh, stuffed tubular tofu products, but, cheese uh, in a tube that sits on those little rollers. But what kind of animal does this... this- you know, unidentifiable meat product come from. Oh, I thought you were going to say what kind of animal eats that shit. <laughs> and I was going to say, I don't know. I, I've never done it. And actually, I do know a friend of ours does eat all that stuff regularly, but I'm not going to name him. Yeah, that's, it's, it's just disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. The animal, it comes, you know, pigs and cows and everything all and mixed mis- together. Assholes and, and eyeballs. 
<laughs> I'm sure it's probably half of it's what this guy scrapes out of his fucking crack every morning. <laughs> the spice. So Kalu here wears two pullovers all through the Indian summer and said his pledge not to wash was a commitment to the national interest of his country. I'll end this vow. Wait, 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 wait. So he wears two sweaters? Yeah. So he's extra, extra stank? Dude, he smells even worse. Then, I, I mean, th- think about this. So even after 35 years of not washing, 35 years of taking, quote unquote, fire baths and not brushing his, brushing his teeth with marijuana, he also wears two sweaters. Is he in the Guinness Book of World Records for B.O.? Dude, he's the type of guy that you'd meet and just puke instantaneously. <laughs> it's just like, hello. Ah! Pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, no, he sounds like he could clear a room. He's pretty much the real-life pig pen from the peanuts. <laughs> yeah, but what would the Indian pig pen be called? Uh, Vishnu? Pig, pig pen? They eat pork, right? <laughs> no, they don't, probably. What? What are they eat lamb and chicken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chicken, chicken coops smell pretty bad, so let's just call it chicken coop. He says, I'll end this vow only when all problems confronting my nation will end. How noble. I Wait, he, so it's not just about the boy child? It's also about some political stance? He claims it's not about the boy, but uh, um, he's taking this noble stance here. I think, I don't know. I think he's trying to cover up something. <laughs> uh, according to uh, villagers who are kind of annoyed with his uh, lack of bathing here, they claim that a seer once told Kalu that if he did not take a bath, he'd be blessed with a male child. That was 35 years ago. Yeah, the seer was like, I meant like a couple days, dude. Uh, Most Indians (laughs) prefer sons who are typically regarded as breadwinners. While girls seem as a burden because of their matrimonial dowry that has to be paid Really? Wow, that's so interesting. I've never heard that about the third world before. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, come on. But I mean, so the reason I want to score this story as high as it's going to be is because I have personal experience with a really smelly Indian man. Now, do you really want to talk about this? I mean, potentially Uh, these people are here the show. I I don't want to alienate any of our Indian fans, and I don't want to say that I'm racist against Indians, but you got to admit, they smell weird. I no 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 no. I Dude, I've taken that. the Fremont train. I've I have met, worked with, been friends with many Indian people who are uh, totally hygienic and nice people. Yeah, well, so have I. I, I have but, Indian friends, but. <laughs> but I do have to admit there is an archetypical, not typical, <laughs> but archetypical, smelly Indian person. And and I've encountered many of them. Okay, sure. Have I mean, we am, covered our bases here? Yeah, okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, I keep, we do these shows and then we like slag off certain ethnicities You're or, trying to give the or caveat. sectors of people, the, yeah. and then I always feel bad, so I'm giving the caveat, well, you know. Okay, there, there's a reason, I mean, we don't, we're not saying this is, you know, a generalization applying to all Indian people. There is an it applies to of smelly Indian, Indian people. people. Smelly Indian people. Yeah. So there's one guy that works in my work, he's IT guy, engineer, really intelligent guy, great guy. The dude smells like a, tri- it's a tripartite odor. <laughs> I would say it's one third curry, one third BO, and one third just like animal feces. I, I don't understand. I think it's the it. hair. Is that what it is? Like, uh, because really dirty hair, like hair on your head, <laughs> doesn't smell the same as just BO from like out from your crevices and your armpits. 
So it's just kind of hair that's just been unwashed for weeks. Hair grease, yeah. And hair grease just kind of... And, you know, d- a dead skin. Gives off that... Yeah, dead skin gives off that stench. That's exactly and, and what it is. And your hair absorbs, like, you know, if you're cooking something, it absorbs all that grease. And if you're smoking, it absorbs the smoke smell more than just the rest of your skin. Well, the ethnic engineers at my work tend to go above and beyond the call of duty. So when there's, like, a deadline, those motherfuckers will sleep there. They will stay there till, you know, all night, pull an all-nighter. They'll, like, not shower. They'll, instead, they'll shower with Axe body spray. <laughs> what is more important, taking a shower, talking to my wife, seeing my kids, or getting these porno magazines on the internet? <laughs> I think we know the answer to this. <laughs> exactly. And when there's a problem, I got to call one of them. And they don't respect personal, like, space. They basically just climb, walk right into your cube, lean right over your shoulder, and stare at your computer monitor, you know, with their smelly head right next to your head. And it's not their fault. I mean, because India is so densely populated. Like, the concept of personal space is a fucking joke. Exactly. So they come here, and they're like, what do you mean you don't want me right here by your face two inches away? What? what who, who are you? <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? Are I you in the like royal Indian feces. family? Or are you live in a fucking <laughs> Taj Mahal or something? What is, no, you work in the fucking porn... Palace, and you work in this cubicle. Did this company become a cat society? <laughs> and I was unaware of this. <laughs> you know, you you're not allowed the Slurpee machine anymore. Yeah, well, we're really busting, up here busting out the accents today. <laughs> but no, all I gotta say is I've had personal experience with a extremely smelly Indian man before, so I have empathy for the villagers. Who are upset with uh, Kalu here, who hasn't bathed in 35 years. Right. For that reason. The Indian villagers are even acknowledging that this is a very smelly Indian guy. For that reason, I'm giving this a 4.85 because (laughs) I imagine this dude would make me just. I would puke. I think I would puke my cubicle if this guy was. If Kalu was RIT, dude, I would puke my cubicle. I just can't believe he doesn't have crazy diseases and growths and just nasty hemorrhoids and you know Dude, ball, se- ball sex twins like, ball sex sores and, <laughs> and abscesses with like yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean is his skin like i mean is he like when you touch him is it like touching a fucking like a uh, base seal it's just like sort of your fingers <laughs> slides across it with some type of weird oil i you know he I never gets even... in the water no, fire. I mean, just fire bath. That's gross. It's I give disgusting. it a four and a half. All right, okay, 4.5. We'll, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. Finally, here, the third story for episode 174 came from a fan who apparently lives in uh, Northern California. Uh, she writes in, hey, sick and wrong. This story happened in my hometown. Woot, woot. I went to high school with this guy. What a sick fuck. What I town? love the show, Lori. Yurika, Eureka? Yurika. There, y- there, there's another town called Eureka. Eureka. This yeah. is Yurika, though. And my condolences that this chick grew up there. How many people live in Yurika, California? Like I don't 20? know. But it's really small and really remote. What what part of the state? It's is basically Yurika? the furthest northwest you can go in the state. It's in the middle of nowhere, and it takes forever to get there. Like above Yellowstone, like kind of just in the top northwestern corner. Yellowstone is not even in California, dude. So, uh, <laughs> uh, What's that? What am I thinking of? Uh, you're thinking of Yosemite. Yosemite, okay. And that's uh, to the east of us. <laughs> right, gra- grab the sick and wrong globe here. All right, we need the sick and wrong globe. I want to know where fucking Ryrika is. All right, dude. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. You're pointing it out. 
It's right there. Okay, I see it. So it's it's kind of on the coast. The Cascade Mountains. The right. Cascade Mountains. The, uh, All right. West side of the Cascade. I'd like to thank Iowa Girl for sending us this globe because she <laughs> kind of clears up any geographical differences that we might have. Yeah. So this story happened in Wairika. An abducted three-year-old says she was buried alive. A Northern California man has been charged with attempted murder in the brief disappearance of a three-year-old girl who told police she was buried alive. It's got to be a traumatic event for a girl to actually sit down and tell police, yeah, dude, uh, dug a grave for me, threw me in, buried me alive, dug myself Right. What kind of a vocabulary do you even have when you're three? Not very uh, large. Yeah, I I couldn't imagine. I was just running around with pencils. (laughs) Um, Superior Court Judge Robert Castor ordered 22-year-old Cody Kaplan of Hornbrook, which is a small community uh, 275 275 miles north of Sacramento, um, he ordered him held for trial. According to testimony uh, from Police Sergeant Ray Booten, the girl told her investigators her abductor took most of her clothes, choked her, and then buried her alive. (laughs) She then dug herself out. In the forest, do you think? Or does it say? Well, dude, isn't it all forest up there? I well, mean, they're kind of close to the they're, they're kind of close to the beach, so I wonder if it's. I mean, being buried alive in sand is a different experience than being buried alive in forest undergrowth and dirt. Yeah, they no, both I, suck. I, I so both I guess it doesn't suck. really matter. But, but I wonder. I kind of picture she's sort of like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, but only three years old. But only three years old. So either in my mind. This girl's either going to grow up to be like a complete badass female assassin uh-huh. or a stripper. <laughs> Probably the latter. Okay. Um, as long as she doesn't marry Ethan Hawke, I'm fine with <laughs> So uh, Kaplan here, 22-year-old Kaplan, Cody Kaplan, is charged with kidnapping, attempted murder, and five counts of sexual assault. So he was definitely up to no good. Uh, the girl disappeared from her home in March. Her parents say that they met Kaplan... During a party at their house um, on a Sunday night before the girl disappeared. A kegger. <laughs> they don't have, like, wine and cheese parties in Wairika, all right? I imagine there's probably, yeah, a lot of, like, canned beer. And when they say house, I think they probably mean trailer. Yeah, I imagine there's a lot of canned beer, French onion dip, and some Doritos in, the, in a trailer. You saw the picture of the guy, right? Yeah. We're going to have to post that on the He's site. pretty much going to be persona non grata at the Wairika trailer party scene <laughs> from now on. I mean, I, he might have brought like a really good bottle of wine or something, but I don't know. What I find interesting is... You know, he did he, steal the kid the next day. <laughs> what I find interesting about this, though, is uh, usually when you have a party, typically when you have a party, even when you're in high school, you tend to know everybody that uh-huh. you've invited to the party. or know uh, People bring attended. friends, though. But when you're a parent... And you're having a party. It's usually a little smaller than the high school parties. Right. You got to keep it a little parties. quieter because the kid's sleeping. And yeah, you would tend to know who's at your who's at your party. So I find it kind of interesting that these parents are like, yeah, we just met this guy in our trailer. <laughs> I think you it might have been a friend of a friend. Okay. So someone brought this uh, pedophile over to his house. Which begs the question, I mean, what do you say to that friend the next day? Like, hey, that dude you brought over? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not cool. He he abducted our three year old, uh, raped her, and then buried her alive. Yeah, you're a dick. 
And then he was. What do you have to say about that? How was I supposed to know he was a pedophile? How was I supposed to know? I met him at the bowling alley. Oh, you were bowling with him? No, he was at the dumpster in the back trying to scavenge shit. He seemed like a good guy. I invited him over. How was I supposed to know he's a sex offender? (laughs) Well, look at him. What's with the third degree? Yeah, you're not going to hold this against me, are you? (laughs) Not like I sexually assaulted your daughter. Was that guy? So apparently, the father said he was awakened by her screams and saw Kaplan drive off with the girl. Peel Uh, out, I think, is a better word. Peel out of the uh, trailer parking lot here. A California Highway Patrol officer found Kaplan's car about 20 miles northwest of Eureka. Why Eureka? Why Eureka? Later that day, a group of miners working near the Oregon border found the girl shivering under a bush near the car, wearing only a T-shirt. You see what I'm saying about Eureka? Who found her? A group of miners. <laughs> like, what, yeah. what fucking urban, sophisticated area has just groups of miners just roaming about? Milling about, yeah, 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 no, definitely a, a, a small community. They all have community. black lung and that lamp on their head. They're all like, what's this? I just picture a small them, child is just dug out of the ground. I picture them to be about four feet tall with big beards and yeah. with a really hot chick. Like dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> there were um, seven of them. My favorite part of the story is that Kaplan's defense attorney, Andy Marks here, disputes the girl's story completely. <laughs> Which is just funny. It's like, can't you see? I mean, this is why all lawyers are going to rot in hell eventually. Or at least majority. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, you know what they say. What do you call uh, a thousand lawyers on the bottom of the ocean? What? A good start. <laughs> but uh, this but this guy in particular is just like, can't you picture him in court? You are lying. <laughs> I completely want her testimony stricken from the record. She's just trying to get a book deal, your honor. Buried alive. Yeah, right. How would she have escaped? Look at her little hands. Listen, people, are you going to believe the words of a three-year-old or my client, this guy in a dirty T-shirt? That's my impression of a Northern California stoner lawyer. So I, I, I guess when you're, when you're weighing what to score this story here, think about it this way in two parts. Do you go with the worst parent award or do you go with the worst party guest ever award? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, they didn't give their kid a pencil or anything, but uh, they did get wasted. And in their trailer. Forgot and- to lock the door, A, or let this guy spend the night on the couch who, like, they just met and looks like a fucking guy, the type of guy who would rape your Dude, I mean, kid. this guy seriously looks like a pedophile. It's yeah. like, I, I'm amazed that they'd be like, not, yeah, you could just sleep on the Not you good know, parenting at all. Sleep on the couch. Um, Hard to say. Can I just say that they're both pretty horrible? I'd say they're both pretty horrible. So on the sick and wrong star scale, what are you giving it, Wackerly? I think 4.9. I'm going to give this, you know, I mean, obviously it would have been worse had the girl died, but I'm going to give it like a 4.8. I mean, or, I mean, think about if she just dug out of this, this grave and the miners weren't there. She and she like yeah, roamed through the woods till the wolf ate her. Just wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. All right, 4.85. <laughs> God, you're really appealing to my sympathy here. People, you vote and decide who won episode 174. Who has the most sick and wrong story uh, this week? Sickandwrongpodcast.com. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a 
little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. You just heard the promo from uh, Chucker Paul. I love that Adam and Eve promo. It's the best one. It is. So, uh, people, make sure you check out adamandeve.com. Uh, 50% off just about any item when you type in diddle, sick and wrongs promo code for the offer code coupon checkout. Like you buy your items and get all the way to the end when you're about to check out. Type in diddle. 50% off. It's like magic. Dildo, Dildo magic. magic. <laughs> and plus the order $17 or more. They'll throw in a free gift. God, they're just so giving, Adam and Eve, aren't they? I can't wait till they give us our money. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great uh, <laughs> venue for products, though. Get 50% off with offer code Diddle at adamandeve.com. So, yeah, Wackily, it is nearing the end of the show, and uh, we have some phone calls to get to the Sick and Wrong hotline. People call the hotline at 206-666-3846. You can Skype us at Sick and Wrong Podcast, or you can email us at Podcast at hotmail.com. So many methods of correspondence here. We just love to hear from the fans. So I know we got a couple phone calls to get to, so why don't we play call number one? Sick and Wrong, it's sexy. I got a fucked up story for you. Uh... Beginning of the week, um, last week, about uh, was Tuesday, and uh, I'm a personal trainer over at a gym over here, and I left the house in the morning, kind of... Did he just say he's a personal trainer? <laughs> yeah, I never knew that about dead sex. <laughs> Dude, I always... I thought he just went to clubs and peed in cups and then had <laughs> chicks drink it. For some odd reason, I always thought he was like either a porn star or tow truck driver. <laughs> tow never... truck driver. Yeah, I don't know, or like garbage man or something. I never would have thought personal trainer eh, is personal he like a big buff guy fits. have you ever seen a picture of him isn't he on the forum i think i've seen a headshot and he might not be big and buff but i can believe that he's maybe medium sized too small and buff i don't know but judge judging by his previous phone calls that i've heard from this I guy i want to see a picture of his abs on the forum <laughs> <laughs> but just based on his, his previous phone calls i don't know if i'd hire him as a, as a my own personal trainer well i would never hire a personal trainer because yeah <laughs> I, I have one big ab and that's how i like it but anyways I, I don't see why it couldn't be a good one but let's hear what he has to say you know, mentally thinking, maybe I should take a dump, but I was like, it was one of those instances where you're like, ah, I'll be all right, it, it goes away, and of course it did, you know, so I'm, uh, I'm training some dude, and usually the session lasts an hour, and the last 45 minutes, like, it starts coming back, and it's like, oh, oh boy, I better hurry up with this, but it's... Where does it go when it goes away? Wait, so he said he had <laughs> to take a dump, and he's like, oh, I'm cool for an hour. I think when he says he has to take a dump, he's saying, you need to get, like emergency dump but then not really and you're at work i'm just wondering it does go away but where does it go well there's there's does it reverse its trajectory up back towards your stomach but you must make a distinction here there's turtle poking its head out the shell that's not going anywhere no that's gotta come out you gotta get to the yeah but then there's like you know mid colon shit that you can just kind of suck back into your stomach 
Is that what happens? Or I think it just kind of goes back into your intestines, and it's like, you know, the... It retreats. Yeah. Like Napoleon from from Moscow. The turd turd reflex is like, all right, I'm not getting out right now, so I'm just going to chill here for an hour. But then uh, after that hour... it's going to get a little more solid, because it's going to be, you know... Packed on. Yeah, compacted. Which is always good. I like the solid shit. But uh, sometimes... You think it goes away, and then it comes back with a vengeance. And, and it returns to haunt you. Mr. Sexy is saying. But it's one of those things where it just escalates and gets worse, you know? And the whole time, all you can do is you're thinking about, I gotta hurry up. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, this is getting bad. And that's what was happening in the last 10 minutes of every session. You stretch the person, so I'm stretching him. And I'm doing his, uh, he's like laying on his back on one of those mats, you know? And I'm just holding his leg up, stretching his hamstrings. And, like, my ass is just ready to explode. And I could tell it's a big ass log. So oh my I'm just God. thinking, maybe if I could just get a little gas out of out of my ass, it'll I I could buy myself five more minutes. So, <laughs> so he's <laughs> contemplating farting right into its face as the good option. I'm picturing him pulling on this dude's leg, you know, legs kind of in like a triangular stance, dude's face right pretty much underneath his ass. Yeah, that's what he's saying. God, that's horrible. This is why I don't have a personal training. Exactly. This is why I don't work out. So while I'm stretching him, I'm just kind of just you know trying to imagine my fart going around my shit. So I'm just like uh, <laughs> pushing, and also before you know it, I fucking fairy dog. A little shit comes out, I'm like whoa, Turtle. oh shit! And I gotta drop his leg. I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta send a fax. I forgot. Yeah, I either. <laughs> Wait, did he just say I gotta send a fax? That's his excuse. <laughs> Which is the new second wrong euphemism for having to take a shit really quickly. Yeah, the, the now, now in the future, when you gotta take a shit, just be like, I'll be back. I gotta go send a fax. I gotta send a fax to sick and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'll be right back. And I'm like, walking. And I don't want to run through the gym because you got to realize the gym is packed with people, with moms and treadmills and shit, you know? And I'm walking through, so you can't be just running, you know, uh, uh, but you will be, the attention will be on me. So I'm like walking, and I'm realizing the shit, there's more shit coming. I'm like, Ugh! and I kind of freeze up, and I'm like, oh, I can't stop because I look like a weirdo. So I walk almost like my leg is broken, and, and, and shit comes out, and it goes down my leg. I'm feeling it kind of rolling slowly down, and uh, then I'm wearing like sweatpants, like these big, uh, baggy sweatpants and I'm feeling it go down my leg and I'm like oh my god I stop and I roll my uh, I roll my uh, uh, sweatpants leg into my shoe because I'm like oh it's coming out it's coming out and the last thing I need is fucking shit to come out of my leg and just roll out to the floor so I'm like man as I, as I pass through the middle of the gym I go running for the fucking toilet and I'm in there I dump the rest of it fucking leg pants everything covered in shit and I was just like pissed off and then scared like how the fuck am I going to get out of there Luckily, I was wearing two shirts, so I take off my undershirt, and I use that to wipe my ass, to wash, and wipe my legs. Fucking nasty. Nasty, like a fucking baby. Shit, my pants. Took the dirty ass shirt, threw it in the garbage. Fucking took a, um, uh, you know, liquid soap and just put that all over myself, lathered myself so I could smell like something besides poop. What a fucking day. Later. <laughs> Dude, Don't right? they have showers at the gym? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Isn't that right there a 24-hour fitness commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't your sister used to work at a fitness center? Yeah, but she never shit her sweatpants. <laughs> well, not that she told you about. <laughs> but is it, So he was wearing sweatpants, and sweatpants have kind of that 
Well, yeah, it was like that, that cuffed thing. ankle. So it was just kind of hanging in his pants. Although he took precautions to even tuck that into his shoe because you know you can't trust that little piece of elastic. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't trust the elastic to fall out. But once again, I just want to repeat: I don't know if I'd hire him as my personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> I like how at one point he said he didn't want to look weird. I think yeah. everybody thinks he's weird. He didn't want to look weird walking stiff-legged, like goose-stepping <laughs> through the... Uh, With a giant brown stain yeah, bro. expanding, expanding into his Expanding in his pants. Yeah, you're not going to look weird doing that. Right. God, there was another sick and wrong shit story. Is he a working class hero or... Uh... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, personal I guess a personal trainer, working class hero. But, working in the service industry. I almost think that should be like another like uh, segment or something on the show. Sick and wrong, original shit story. Yeah, I don't know. But I, maybe I'm backtracking and I'm backpedal on this. Working class hero, every day he goes to this gym and watches like hot MILFs in spandex. Yeah, no. The there's a difference between that guy and like... You know, Trucker Paul or Rusty Nails or, or Mailman uh, Dave. Stevedore from Texas. Or, yeah, yeah, Clovacillo. No, there's definitely a, a huge difference between that. <laughs> All right, who's up? Thank you, Dead Sexy. And, you know, maybe you should, like, roll up some toilet paper and just kind of stick it in your pants. Maybe just shit before you go to work. That'd be a good idea. Actually, it's probably a good idea. Yeah. Lay off the Taco Bell. <laughs> All right, uh, call number two. Um, I am somewhat of a new addict to the Sick and Wrong podcast. I found you guys about a month ago on iTunes, and um, can honestly say that your podcast is making me antisocial. I think the only time I've ever switched my phone to airplane mode is when I'm listening to Sick and Wrong. And um, I liked it so much I even joined your forum under the name Duramater. Okay, so basically I have this dilemma. Alright, I'm 25, and I have a boyfriend who's 29. We've been together about three years now, um, but basically I feel like our sex drives are not, like, coinciding well, like, we'll fuck, and it's all great, and we'll both come, but right after I come, I feel like I could go, like, again, and again, and again, and again, but, um, he's always just, like, done, and spent, and, like, you know, ready to go to sleep, which is cool, you know, we've been together for a while, I get that. And he's really great about, like, holding off until I come, but it seems like it takes a lot out of him. Um, Don't get me wrong. It's not like it takes me, like, 20 minutes to get off or anything. All I need is, like, seven minutes on top, and I'm good to go. That's not bad. The problem is I always want to keep going, but I don't know how to tell him that without hurting his feelings. He's, like, really uber Tell it to a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I, like, love the sex that we do have, but uh, at the same time... um, I feel like there's, like, a lot of orgasms out there that I'm missing out on. And I'm not really, like, above rubbing one out, but I just, I don't know, I'd much rather have sex with the real dick. So, what should I do? Should I just, like, shut the fuck up and stop bitching about not getting enough sex? Or is there a way to tactfully approach this that won't potentially ruin the sex that I am getting? Like, have you guys gotten to sample any of the wares from AdamandEve.com yet? There's some kind of like a Does she work for the product government? out there that'll help my man last a little bit longer and prevent him from feeling inadequate. I don't know. Any insight that you guys have on this subject would be greatly appreciated. Even if you tell me to shut the fuck up and quit being a whiny bitch, I still love the podcast. So, yep, that's it. Thanks. Bye, boys. 
I thought I had a great answer, and then she just anticipated what I was going to say. <laughs> just kidding. But sometimes I feel like the view here. Because I love it when girls call in, but then whenever they call in, it's not like one question. It's like this manifold question with like 17 parts, and I have 17 different answers. Well, you know what? So go I, ahead. I kind of feel like it's Sick and Wrong's love line. And like recent, recent calls that we've been receiving have kind of been like, they're asking... You and I for sex advice. Women are asking. Women point are out. asking you and I for sex advice, which is kind of wrong for so many reasons. But at the same time, I mean, both of us are sexually experienced. We're older than, uh, you know, Doer Mater here and like probably many other listeners of the podcast. So we can't impart I, By the way, let me say that sage I, wisdom. So she's on the forum and uh, I've seen pictures of her and uh, she's a very attractive lady. Yeah, she's, she added me on Facebook. Very hot girl. Yes. I know. Uh, yeah. Definitely. And, uh, you know, listening to this... Um, I just want to point out, I mean, it's li- not Listening like, to this phone call, I kind of chubbed up a little bit. Well, I just want to point Even out you that, like, the room. you know, it's not some <laughs> ugly troll that wants more sex, and the answer exactly. is just, like, tough luck. But so, let's say, let's just, um, you know, hypothetically here, this is sick and wrong love line. Wackily, you're going to be Dr. Drew, and I'm going to be the other hip, cool guy. <laughs> Adam Carolla? <laughs> Corolla or whatever. He's now kind they, of a douche. Don't so. they have a bunch of other hosts that are all like, you know, the younger tattooed cool guy? The last time I listened to Loveline was like 10 years ago, so I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But Dr. Drew's the one that makes all the money anyway. He's so. the smart one. <laughs> Should be happy I'll with that. I'll take it. Okay, so um, we have Duramater here calling in and uh, Duramater calling in and asking us about how to make her boyfriend... Last longer and fulfill all of her orgasmic um, inclinations. Well, no, she has one orgasm, but she wants to have, she multiple, wants to have orgasms. multiple orgasms. But she doesn't want. She wants orgasms from a penis, a real penis. Well, okay. So first of all, what I want to say, and I don't want to lower expectations here, but doesn't matter that. You know, could have been attainable. This goal of yours could have been attainable in like the first six months to a year of your relationship. You guys have been in a long-term relationship. She says they've been together for what, three years? Yeah, three years. Like seriously, dude. In the first year, me and uh, you know several of my girlfriends I've had like you know relationship the last long of the year. It's been a while, but you know, you know, seriously, you have sex everywhere. You have sex in every single room. You sometimes have sex outdoors. You have sex in a movie theater. You're like so Sometimes sexually... you have sex when the other person's not even in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it's happens. magical. But uh, you're so sexually excited by the other person, stimulated, that yeah, you do have sex. But after the second year, it does taper down a bit. And the third year, I mean, dude, seriously, it's like, yeah, don't expect me to have like a three-hour, you know, Sting tantric sex session with you after yeah. three years. Yeah, there's a reason there's only one Sting. <laughs> okay, and Trudy and plus, Styler's got him. And not only, and not only that, not all of us are porn stars. And porn stars, they cheat. They use Viagra. So that's what I'm saying. Is I think if you, you that's know, one I didn't write down or think. But of. I'm saying Viagra. not for every sex session, Duramater, but maybe. Occasionally, like once, once a, a week month. or something, once a month, once, once a every week, couple whatever. weeks, give your give your dude a Viagra, and the dude's gonna stay hard for a long time. You can get those on the black market, right? Oh, for sure, you can get those from people. That you know, really is the. An- I had all these other answers and and, dude, and rationalizations about why she couldn't be fulfilled, but Viagra really is the answer. I mean, don't, you know, don't take this as like you know set in stone here, but 
Crush up some Viagra, crush up a little blow, snort the line, you're good to go. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Was that a rhyme? I didn't mean to, but it was unintentional. But I'm just saying, it's you like... Know, that's going to go in the sick and wrong uh, coloring book for children later. But no, I'm saying maybe Viagra might work. Uh, one thing, one technique I used to use, before you get into your answer here, Wackily, one technique I used to use, get the girl off with your hand, your tongue first, give her that initial orgasm. Uh-huh. Successive orgasms are much easier after that. That's true. And but I she know, says she's getting off in seven minutes anyway, so I don't yeah, think it's... So, uh, but I mean, you, you could use your tongue, get her off for that first time, and then uh, you know, mess around with her fingers, get her to the other point. Then you can have sex there for ten minutes and probably get her off two more times. And then she's going to like go to bed, be completely... You know, exhausted and shut the fuck up, and you can go back to playing your your Xbox 360. <laughs> Wait a minute. Or oh. who are you? Who's that directed at? The <laughs> caller or me? Both. <laughs> okay. Well, what we'll, the we'll, fuck? No, I'm just saying. But you know, I bet you this dude. He's three years into a relationship. He's probably, you know, at times would rather uh, play uh, Xbox. Uh, let me say something here. Uh, but really, when you said Viagra, you killed it. I didn't think of Viagra. That's the answer. Oh, Viagra's sure. the answer. On the black market, Viagra. Not every night, but every now and then. No, night. you don't want your fucking guy's heart to explode. Yeah, you're going to die. Once a week, like you said. But the point that I was going to make is she says her boyfriend or husband or whatever is 29 and she's 24. This is what's fucked up about humanity. Like The thing is, she's coming into her sexual prime and becoming really horny, and he's coming out of it. At 30, you're not out of your sexual prime. You're on the waning end, dude. Your male sexual prime is like 19. Your libido's waning, but I mean, still, dude. I could, I'm, at age 30, I'd okay, still jerk then, off like three or four okay, times a day. Okay, then libido. But do you not agree that no, she's on the she's upswing true. and he's on the downswing? She's definitely, yeah, they're definitely if going If she can't get her hands on Viagra, what she needs to do is get it's dump this dude or cheat on him with like a 20-year-old dude. So you, wait, okay. So you're suggesting either polyamory or just infidelity? That's not going to salvage a relationship. Viagra, no, no. But you made the <laughs> correct answer, Viagra. And I have, I, I had some other things to say, but really, Viagra is it. But I want to say one more point here. Don't discount the fake penis. Seriously, dude, I've given. Yeah, many, why did she she counted that? Yeah, out? she said I, she did. She's not above she diddling herself, but I don't, she'd rather have the real dick. I don't think your dude has bought you the right vibrator. And seriously, I've they, had. So many girls, I bought like the one vibrator that works, and they're like, you know what? I don't even need you anymore. It's like sweet. They've done like remarkable things with like new skin or real skin nowadays, where uh, you know, dude, these you new, might not be able to tell the difference. These new vibrators are so involved. I don't even know if it's like a phone <laughs> or if it's like you know, uh, you know, some kind of like kids' toy. You know, the the Terminator movies coming out, the yeah. new one. <laughs> It's like false humanity is right Dude, there. Up in to, your vagina. They need to make a vibrator called the Terminator. Skynet. That will make the girls... Skynet controlled, internet enabled. The Terminator. That will make the girls shut the fuck up. Believe me. So Have we answered her question? I think we've uh, answered your we question. Could, we could do a whole podcast. Yeah, we this. probably could. But Duramater, thank you for calling us. And uh, yeah, all frustrated, sexually frustrated ladies out there, feel free to give us a ring. We'll you know, you, you could send me pictures of yourself naked and just... Imagine me masturbating to that, and maybe that would give you pleasure. And that would probably get you off. Definitely. Another sexual stimulation aid. There. Imagining wackily <laughs> masturbating, looking at yourself. So we have one more call here, the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846, in case you forgot. 
Hello. I was listening to your podcast recently, and I recall hearing you guys complain that nobody normal listens to your show. I thought I'd yeah. call in and say, I'm normal, and I like your show. That's right. I am perfectly, certifiably sane. I have never done anything psychotic in my life, and I like your show. And while you might fear some kind of stalker with theft, murder, and vicious, lubeless anal rape on his mind, I hope you can take comfort in knowing I don't steal. I'll be rolling into the San Francisco area soon. <laughs> hope to see you there. Toodles! Okay, by far the scariest call I think we might have ever received with the Sick and Wrong Hotline. I think we might have to not do the show anymore. <laughs> Was that weird, Al? Uncle um, Muscles? That's um, the, the <laughs> picture in my mind. I'm imagining a Weird Al-type character with long, greasy, curly hair <laughs> and probably a mustache People, and a Hawaiian shirt that is stained in blood. Exactly. That, you know, seriously, dude. One of that guy, like that guy on his resume list pastimes, wipe washing the blood stains out of the clown suit. And listening to Sick and Wrong. <laughs> and listening to Sick and Wrong. Please employ me. <laughs> People out there, if you've ever wondered why Wackerly and myself rarely ever hang out with fans that come to the San Francisco Bay Area, take note of that phone call right there. That's yes. exactly why. But I'd like to preemptively say, if somebody wants to hang out and we say, you know, no, you know, we're a little uncomfortable with that, I'd like to just say... It's not you, it's us. You know, like I wouldn't I don't want our listeners to get offended that we don't want to hang out with them. It's just it's just us we're we're kind of reclusive. Yeah, definitely. And right? not not to mention we don't want to hang out with people like that. <laughs> the right. People who just called. That's all I'm saying. I like my skin. I'm a fan of my skin. Now, dude, I completely retract that statement if you're a hot chick with C cup titties. <laughs> or a girl who doesn't have enough orgasms and is looking yeah, for yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah. No, we, we can deal with that. So uh, thank you, Weirdo, for calling the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846, if you didn't get that number. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we got a couple emails here I want to get through, Wackerly. Um, we got one from Anthony from Santa Rosa, California. He says, hey, Dean Lance, I love the show. Bed, best podcast on the net. And yes, I left you guys an awesome iTunes comment. Thank you, Anthony. We appreciate that. I discovered your show recently, and I'm already up to podcast 25, but listen to each week's current one as well. It's a good way to go about it. You can listen to the current one, then listen to the old ones, and you don't waste all that time. You don't overload on sick and wrong. <laughs> yeah. A to a day. <laughs> Every day. A couple of questions here. One, why do a couple metalheads like you two have a stick song in your intro? What the fuck? Well, we're not exclusively metalheads. I mean, we can get into the early 80s prog slash glam rock. I mean, what would you even call you know, sticks? Do you remember, though, when like three years ago when we were doing this podcast and I was trying to come up with some like theme songs for the show? Uh -huh. I had a couple different ones. But that one, there was like a double entendre going on there. It's like you had sticks and it's a funny song, but at the same time, it was, uh, you know, too much time on our hands. Oh, yeah. Too I much time on our hands. I forgot that we hands. put that much thought into it. You know, we're doing the podcast because we have too much time on our hands. Right. This is back when we had zero listeners. Yeah, like exactly. Before the first episode, just being like, we're going to do the show. Well, who's going to listen to it? Nobody. <laughs> why are we going to do it? Because we so, don't have anything else to do. I thought it was do. like a pun kind of, in a, in a sense. So that's why we have sticks there. But yeah, you know, I mean, when I'm at home, just relaxing but by myself, I'm usually listening to Slayer, Sepultura, or High on Fire. 
Um, number two here, he says, I just read about the death pictures of Nikki Katsuras, a.k.a. the Porsche girl. Have you seen these pictures, and have you mentioned them on the show? Have you heard about this? I have no idea what he's talking about. So there's this girl, 18-year-old girl, kind of hot, actually, named Nikki Katsuras. Her father's some rich industrialist, and he bought her, like, a Porsche. She was cruising, like, wasted, going, like, 120 miles per hour. Yes. Wrapped it on an embankment, and... A California Highway Patrol officer leaked these pictures onto the internet. Are these kind of old pictures? It was a couple of years ago. I think I have seen them. I never knew what the story There's was. There's a $20 million lawsuit going on right now. But seriously. Did just, you see her mangled body and maybe there's even like a dismembered tit flopping about. It's gnarly. Like seriously, go do a search for Nikki Katsuras or the, the Porsche girl. You can see these pictures. You'll be disgusted. I mean, it's pretty gnarly. Everybody's going to go look for him. <laughs> yeah. uh, he says, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Anthony in Santa Rosa. Uh, second email, here's uh, Dean Lance. I was shocked while listening to show 173, not only because your last story takes place in my hometown, you've done other stories from Modesto before, but because it takes place in my own apartment complex. <laughs> She's referring to the corpse juice story. She says, I live in this shitty complex because it's so cheap. Plenty of people die here on a regular basis because a certain amount is Section 8, which is uh, like low-income housing. So lots of old people whose families do not want them. Uh, send them here to live cheaply in my complex to die. Like you mentioned in the story, the corpse juice came from a junkie. Um, they also enjoy being unemployed and live in Section 8 housing. Well, really, they enjoy heroin. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, that's their motivating factor. My complex is a goldmine of low lives, junkies who live on unemployment. The upside of the situation is that my boyfriend and I enjoy laying in bed with a window open, listening to the domestic disputes that go on all around us. She should send us a recording or at least photographs of the mayhem. Yeah, that'd be nice. I like to say that I'm a college teacher and my boyfriend is a surgical technician at a local hospital. We do have money, but I live here and he spend, spends lots of time here because I enjoy living cheaply and going out of town and partying often because Thursday starts the weekend, Friday is get fire day, and Saturday is when we recover. Love the show. I always listen. Keisha. Uh, postscript. I have a black girl name, but don't let that throw you. I'm very white. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally kick it with Keisha. No. That sounds fun, even in Modesto. Yeah, no. It's this Thursday comes around, you get fucking blazed up, and the whole weekend make fun of the neighbors and listen to Sick and Wrong and get hammered. Dude, I, you know, I used, I used to live in the Mission right next to a housing project, and it was endless entertainment, much like the Tenderloin. So, uh, Keisha, just enjoy it. Take a couple pictures. Send it here to the Sick and Wrong podcast. Um, Wackley, I got a couple more things to say. It's kind of nearing the end of the show here. We need to get out of here. I want to thank BK for sending us, I don't even know what to call it other than the pedo rape kit that he uh, <laughs> surprised us with in the mail. So BK is one of our loyal listeners, great guy. He's a uh, frequent form contributor. Sent something all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, from the UK, which which just kind of confounded me at first. It's You know, so, it's in an envelope. And you get it, and you pull the things out one at a time. So describe that. So maybe. there's a coloring book here with like a little girl's necklace. It is says, it the Disney uh, princesses, or girls. is it some type of facsimile? The Disney princesses. There's um, some like plastic zip tie handcuff kind of things. There's some candy here. 
Sparks popping candy and Haribo gummy candy. Which I know you're going to eat because you love the gummy. And then there's like, this isn't penthouse letters, but it's Fiesta readers letters, which is like. He gets the pornographic English stories. Yeah, like pornographic letters. stories. So isn't this basically The Sun? <laughs> I don't know. It's about the same thing. It's worse. Same I actually caliber. read some of them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, BK, thank you for the pedo rape kit i think it might come in handy next time we're hanging outside in elementary school people if you haven't already check out the sick and wrong forum there's about 1800 frequent contributors on that show or on that on that page and i'm kind of surprised at uh it's been growing every day a lot of people a lot of new people coming on there a lot of people get frightened immediately as soon as they join but right. then a lot of people Find the hidden rubies, the hidden gems that are in that form. And what I'm referring to here are Crusher's tits. <laughs> so did you see that, that one thread about show us your tits? Yes, I did. I love how someone on an internet forum, a guy obviously, pervert, will make a thread saying show us your tits. And girls will show their tits. They oblige. They oblige. That doesn't happen in real life. It, it only happens does. on the internet. In strip clubs. Well, you're paying. But you're paying I mean, not for, for it. Not for free. But yeah, I know. It's like, seriously. So people, listen to this. You can go on the Sick and Wrong forum, and you can see real bonafide tits. It's an amazing thing. Actual digital projections of boobs. And uh, Crusher's tits I mean, who would have thought that that would have been on the Same internet? Same magnifique. <laughs> I, I, I'm amazed. I don't know. I love the tits thread. It's something It's something <clears> special, <throat> though, when it's somebody you, I won't even say no, but, you know, have a personal connection to. Yeah, totally. I mean, you communicate with them. And I believe her picture's been taken down because I think it was, oh. uh, violated the terms of Image Shack or something like that. But rest assured, it's saved upon my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on hard drive. <laughs> Check out the Sick and Wrong form. You can link to it right off the main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Also, I've noticed there's been all these Facebook pages for Sick and Wrong coming up. Really? How the woodworks. I'm yeah. on Facebook. I have a lot of Sick and Wrong friends. What about the, the Lance Wackerly fan page? Quite amazing. I was green with envy when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, you, but, don't, you don't have a fan page, do you? A no, group? I, don't, I don't have a group fan page. Hmm. I don't have as many fans Says as something. you do, Wackerly. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was like the number two fan over there. On, uh, I noticed that. I noticed you talked some shit on me about on the fan page already. What did I say? Something about my most attractive part of my body. Oh, yeah, your moobs. <laughs> <laughs> my man boobs. <laughs> but, Just, at least you didn't say my ruby red rosacea nose. <laughs> your gin blossoms. Yeah, so people, go sign up. Uh, or if you're on Facebook, go at us. Sigurong has a Facebook page. Or... D. Simon and Lance Wackley both have one. There's a Sick and Wrong Army. And I there's think the there's the Sick and Wrong page. And Sick and Wrong page. We're and taking the over page, Facebook so. with all our myriad pages. Also, I'd like to thank everybody for subscribing to the show on iTunes and giving us all those comments. You're really helping us out and uh, increasing visibility here for Sick and Wrong. Finally, um, if you haven't already, buy yourself a Sick and Wrong t shirt. But let me just tell you, you only have four left. There's two large and two medium. Uh, we ordered some more, so people who recently ordered small and extra large shirts, you're going to get yours in about a week or so. Uh, we're thinking about making a new design in the near future. Right. The next version. The next version. But um, in the meantime, we're going to reprint some more shirts, so don't worry about it. There's going to be plenty of shirts to go around. Uh, go to the Sick and Wrong store right off the main page, and uh, yeah, you can get yourself a Sick and Wrong shirt. Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was uh, sent in by uh, Wes here. 
He wrote in, yo, D, longtime listener uh, from the start, motherfucker, and music producer on the side of my regular job, which is writing shit, because he's a writer. Uh, there's Matt Weston here from Australia. He's actually frequently contributed uh, songs. He goes, I did a song featuring one of your call-ins. I think you guys will like it. The name bears no reference to the sample used. It's called Sluts. The call's actually from that very, it's the very drunk phone call from Clover Killer. Oh, okay. He's talking about Mexico, and uh, <laughs> I think he called us faggots a few that was times. That's a great call. So, um, he was on like a fifth of mezcal or something. Mezcal tequila, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, cheers, an awesome show. Matt Weston, myspace.com slash D-U-B-R-U-C-K-A, Dubrucka is his website. So uh, thank you, Matt, for singing that song. And uh, yeah, second wrong song of the week is Sluts. We're going to end the show right here. People, stay tuned. We'll be back next week with episode 175. Until then, take a sleazy. Good night.
Yeah, they'll, they'll pay attention to somebody. Why do you pitch?